Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today is January the 5th, 2023, and as always, we thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio this Thursday morning is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. We're in Tupelo, MS. If you're looking at a map of the United States of America, and if you go about uh, 600 yards, yards, wow, okay, (laughs) that's a... You go 600 miles uh, northwest, you run into Kansas City, Kansas, and that's where our good friend Ray Pritchard is. Good morning, Ray. Hey, Tim. How you doing this morning? Good. I'm just guessing it's 600 miles from Tupelo to Kansas yeah, City. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's it's it's a it's nine hours from nine ten hours from where I am to where you are. I've driven it many times. Well, I well then you know what I'm about to say is true. A couple of years ago, my wife Allison and I uh, hopped in the car. And uh, if, if you can injure yourself hopping into a car, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that. I would just open the door and climb in. But anyway, we hopped in the car. It was June, and my uh, alma mater, Mississippi State University, had made the uh, college baseball college World Series finals, mm-hmm. and we weren't going to go because I just I just didn't want to drive that far, right? And then my brother-in-law, who ironically is an Ole Miss fan, <laughs> said, you need to go. You need to, you need to go because you never know if this is, you know, right. your one right. chance to win a national championship. I said, okay, you've talked me into it. So Allison and I hopped in the car on a Saturday night, and we drove all night and drove from Tupelo to Memphis, Memphis to Springfield, Springfield to Kansas City, Kansas City to Omaha, Nebraska. You've been that you've been that route I just described I've, I've many times, many times. Yeah. So first time I'd ever been to Omaha, I'd been to uh, Lincoln and uh, Grand Island, mm-hmm. Nebraska before. Uh, but anyway, so we drove over there up there is eleven hours, eleven hours back. And I got back and I said, "There's one thing I know." <laughs> and, and, and and Mississippi State did win the national championship. Right, right. so it was That's worth right. it. It was worth good it. Inve- it was good investment. It was, wor- yeah, it was a good investment. I had to sell a kidney, but uh, That's right. But whatever anyway, it takes. <laughs> we, we got back, and I said, "There's one thing I know for certain: having traveled through the heartland of America mm-hmm. and the South, because we went Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, Missouri, uh huh, Nebraska, Kansas. and we went Kansas, and we went into part of Iowa, a part of Iowa, right? Council right. Bluffs, right? Drove, exactly right. Drove across the bridge there. Right. So there's one thing I know: America is never going to run out of corn. <laughs> so one true. trip through Illinois will tell you that. Convince you of that. Right. We, we got you. You want corn? Baby, want we, corn. we got corn. Uh, when, we, yeah, if we can ever corn, corn is our thing. We are the largest exporter of corn. In are we really yes. in the world? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can see why. My word. <laughs> and then, then one time I had to go. To, no, nobody cares about this, but you know. I'm going to reminisce anyway. I was uh, slice of life. Th- this is 25 years ago, and I was by myself. Uh, had to go speak in uh, 
Is it Grand Island? Right. Ray, Grand, is that, isn't right, that on Grand the interstate Island. there in Nebraska? Right. Right. Grand Island. I had to go speak to a Christian men's group, and, and uh, so I flew into Kansas City, got a rental car, drove up to St. Joe, right? Right. And then turned left. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, for the next two hours or so, I was I couldn't see anything but corn. <laughs> That's right. And it was that, that's farm country as, all the way. Yes, as far as the eye could see. And then I then I ran into a Saturday in Lincoln in the fall, <laughs> a home game for the Cornhuskers. Right. And you, now you know why Nebraska's called the Cornhuskers. Mm-hmm. Yes, ran in, but it was it was. A, you talk about getting in some traffic. <laughs> I was in. It was in. But it was a Saturday fall, uh, home game for the Cornhuskers, Ray, and I was. Going through Lincoln, it was something to behold. It's a, a wave of red. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Red upon red. And right. anyway, uh, never will forget that 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 trip. I'd, I'd never been that, that route before. But, all right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining us. I guess I could have spent the last five minutes talking about the six votes that's taken place. In Washington D.C., for it may be six six more before we get off the air. For all we know, for all we know, going. you know, the uh, House of Representatives uh, <laughs> was taken over by the uh, Republicans mm-hmm. after the November elections, and so uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's been the leader of the Republicans while they've been in the minority, was just thought to well, he's the favorite to be elected. Speaker of the House, which is the third, constitutionally speaking, is the third most powerful position in our nation. Correct. In our government, I would argue it's the second in practical terms because uh, the vice president, while he, while the vice president, he or she, in this case, Harris, Kamala Harris is second mm-hmm. in line, you know, should there something happen to mm-hmm. the president, the vice president's next, and then the House of Representatives, right. the Speaker of the House. However, the we all know that uh, whoever the vice president is basically just attends funerals and has word salads in the case of well, – She's uh, been to the border. She's been to the El Paso airport, granted. But, uh, but the role of a vice president is, is not too substantial, uh, really, right. okay, for all practical mm-hmm. purposes. But the role of the House of – the Speaker of the House – is extremely important and extremely powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because true. of the appropriations, uh, in, in particular, the money is de- you know is constitutional. It has to come out of the House of Representatives, so it's very very important who the Speaker of the House is. Now, Kevin McCarthy has failed in the last two three days to come up with enough votes to make him Speaker. Mm-hmm. W- will that and they're going to keep on voting till it's till either he steps aside. Or he's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, what's the latest on that, Chris? Well, uh, they are going to resume. Uh, uh, they're going to have another vote today. That's going to begin at 12 p.m. Eastern. Vote number what, Central. Chris? Uh, 11 billion. Umpteen, as we say. Will uh, it be number seven? Uh, yes. If they vote. If they vote. Uh, and if they, you know, depending on who you're talking to, it, it could be a quick turn of events today. And I say that uh, because one congressman, Jim Banks, a Republican from Indiana, was on Fox News Channel earlier today saying concessions are being made. 
McCarthy is offering deals to people that are holding out. There's a handful of Republicans out there that would rather have somebody else or have McCarthy agree to do certain things uh, should he become the uh, House Speaker. So let's begin with this audio. It's Congressman Jim Banks, clip one. And this reminds me of the ancient philosopher Mick Jagger, who said you can't always get what you want. But if you try, sometimes you get what you need. And I think in this case, we've got what we need. It's time to move on, roll up our sleeves and get to work. There have been a lot of concessions, discussions that went late into the night last week, last night with the holdouts and uh, Leader McCarthy and others uh, to to give them uh, more seats at the table on committees, uh, change some of the rules at this point. The rules that have been negotiated are really good to empower rank and file members and take power away from the hands of just one or two people in leadership. And and that's good for the institution. It's good for the party. It's time to move forward, unify, and we've got to get back to work. Yeah. uh, And don't throw away that word concession here, because uh, if this is true, that McCarthy has agreed to these concessions, One of them apparently is allowing a single lawmaker to force a snap vote at any time to oust him from the speakership. To force a vote? Yes. Just one. That's all it would take. Uh, Apparently also among the rule changes committed to allowing the the conservative faction to handpick a third of the party's members on the powerful rules committee which controls the legislation, which reaches the floor, and in what form. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, these, these, are, these are major concessions to the power of the House Speaker, concessions that Nancy Pelosi would never, never make. Nancy Pelosi held on to her power. Yeah, but, but she, had a, she had a little bit wider margin of... Uh, oh, no question. Yeah. But if this is true, if this is true, if these are the kinds of concessions that Kevin McCarthy has made, when they have that in about 45 minutes, they'll reconvene. And that, that seventh vote, if, these, if this report is true on the concessions, we ought to see some movement from the 21 Republicans who have refused now to vote for McCarthy. Right. What do you think about this? Tim, I have a question for you. Uh, in the bigger picture, us, conservative evangelicals, okay? Social conservative. Yeah. AFR, but but the whole block of vote people we represent. Do we have a dog in this fight? Do we, other than we want to see a, a Speaker of the House? Well, yeah, I think it splits up friendships. There's, a, there's to be some serious friendships being tested right now in the Republican caucus in the House because – you got two views, and ninety percent of the House members say, uh, "You know, it's time to move on and fight the Democrats here. Uh, quit being obstinate." Uh, talking to the twenty or so Freedom Caucus members. On the other side, the Freedom Caucus members say, "Listen, now is our moment. We're choosing a leader. This is extremely important, and we don't think Kevin McCarthy is the guy." Because he's too much of the establishment swamp, uh, go along to get along type, and they have their reasons and they have their relationships with McCarthy. But on the other hand, do we have a third hand? I'm, I'm back. The third <laughs> hand is McCarthy has risen to this position over his years involved in leadership. He was like the lieutenant for uh, 
Boehner, wasn't he? And then he worked with Paul Ryan. I mean, you have to you have to rise up through the ranks to get to Speaker of the House, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. and and he has Kevin McCarthy has, uh, so he's worked for this. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, if I, if you pick one way or another right here, uh, I think the those in the Freedom Caucus, those who are, they 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 they're saying we're not going to have another time where we have the kind of negotiating uh, leverage that we have right now, even with our own party. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't trust Kevin McCarthy. You can hear it in their voices. You can hear what they say. Uh, and so I know they're being looked at by many in the world as what well, some call them terrorist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, insurrectionist. Even some of their Republican colleagues have name-called uh, them and it does uh, make, in the eyes of the general public, it looks like that people are going, "What in the world? You, you Republicans can't get your act together. You can't even choose a leader." Well, it's more complicated mm-hmm. than that. Okay, you have to understand sort of inside baseball to appreciate what these people are holding out for. Mm-hmm. And Chip Roy, we played his um, congressman from Texas. I thought he did a masterful job the other day, and we played that clip where he's explaining how the process of governing and going and lawmaking is broken. He wasn't talking about Democrats, Republicans necessarily. He was saying though, we can't even, what did he say? He can't, we haven't even had a debate on a bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not going to until they get right. This when Nancy Pelosi was in charge, it was basically ramrod things. And so, um, I, 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 um, I lean toward the side of the, 20 or so who are holding out, even though they're getting just slammed, um, but it to, to negotiate with the rest of the party leaders and Kevin McCarthy and uh, see what they can get uh, because they view this as critical to the country. Yep. And so, uh, you know, what's the old saying? You know, democracy's messy, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so what? We're waiting a couple, two or three days to get through to this. Uh, prob- that'll probably be it. Uh, but that's the way it works. We elect our representatives. They go to D.C. and they fight it out. They fight it out Republicans versus Democrats, and they fight it out Republican versus Republicans sometimes, Democrat versus Democrats sometimes. So, so, so Tim, you, you're thinking that at the end of the day, when all of this is done, yeah. there will be some concessions made, and you think Kevin McCarthy will end up being the speaker. I do now. I did. I did. I wasn't so sure yesterday, but I do now. Having heard Congressman Jim Banks, mm-hmm. who's one of us, yes, he's from Indiana. He, we played his clip well, well, a few minutes ago. He says things are being hashed out to where I think Kevin McCarthy will be get enough votes. Did I don't think he's going to get Lauren Bobert. Bobert. No, I don't think he would no, ever get no, her. No. She 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 and Gates might be the only two who vote against. And you know that's that. what's interesting because correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we've had going on three days of this, so I may be getting a little bit of this, a uh, little bit of this uh, mixed up. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who correct me if I'm wrong, Fred mm-hmm. has said she'll go with McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's been and, that way all along. Yeah, and so Greene is kind of um, 
She hangs out with, um, spends a lot of time with Bobert. They're of the same kind of political right, stripes, right, right. as is Matt Gates. But then they differ on this uh, situation. It, it has that's, been a house divided. No pun. That's what I'm saying about the strain this is putting on friendships. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, civil war. So it's co- because there's a lot. There's there's probably of that ninety percent that have been with McCarthy all along. Many of them are going, uh, looking at the Freedom Caucus people, going, these people are unreasonable. Yeah. You can't deal with them. They're, they're, they, it's their way or the highway, you yes. know? So I understand both sides, but I lean toward the actions of the 20 because this is the only leverage they're going to really have uh, is concessions at this time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, that's the way I come down. I think we should know within two hours, uh, number one, whether the, the reports of the concessions are real uh, because – if they are, we should see some manifestation in how the vote goes. One other thing, Chip Roy said the other day, which uh, we played, which, which uh, you know, needs to continually be talked about, or if nothing. He said we keep, we, talking about Congress, keep passing these omnibus bills, $1.7 or $1.8 trillion. We keep passing them annually. Mm-hmm. And two things, he said, one is, we don't pay for them. We, the federal government, the Congress, mm-hmm. we pass a quote omnibus bill, but we don't say, okay, here's the income that's going to match this budget. Yeah. If you want to call it a budget, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you fall behind every year yes. with no answer, mm-hmm. but you fall behind every year by trillions of dollars or at least half a trillion or whatever it accumulates. And he's going, Chip Roy's going, when are we going to uh, come to grips with this and answer my question about how we're going to pay for these things? That, mm-hmm. that was a big one that he said. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons these folks are holding out, mm-hmm. which I thought uh, that deserves an answer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so that was number one. Um, I forgot number two. The, oh, oh, I know what he said was uh, we get these uh, omnibus bills. And we're, they're thrown at us uh, literally hours before the uh, government's set to run out of money, or if that's a way to describe it. And we're told either pass this or America goes into default. Or you know what I'm saying? We can't. Have, we always have good credit. Yes. You know, it would so, be bad. so 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 that's no way to operate uh, government. Is what he's saying. <laughs> and he's also saying what I got from it inferred was if he didn't say it outright. Is it is that this is a game that the Republicans and Democrats play? They 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 want this uh, thing to go to the last minute and then throw thrown up on them, so they can say mm-hmm. to their constituency, "I don't like the way Washington works either, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just one congressman, or I'm just one yeah. senator, and either I vote for this, or are we going to default, or our military's not paid." So yeah. You know, when in when in fact Chip Roy's saying uh, no, no, uh, you like the way that works. <laughs> Too many of us like the way that works because we we get to spend all the money, but we don't have to be accountable for it because we say we throw our hands up and say it's a broken process. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and to your point, uh, they'll come back. Those who vote for these 1.7 trillion dollar spending bills come back and say well i i, I want our 
part of that package is our military get a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Right, which is a good thing. Uh, which and, is, and that appeals to current conservatives. And right? that appeals to conservatives. But what they don't say in voting for that bill, I'm giving Joe Biden $40 billion for his green plan. Right. And this is the stuff that these 21 are upset about. we got yeah. to stop this. Well, however, I will say this. As long as you've got a divided government, you're going to have the Democrats going to get some of what they want and the Republicans are going to get some of what they want. But I'm not a doomsdayer, but there will be a doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but uh, listen, uh, and I'm, I'm no economist. I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. You cannot. No. No. You cannot keep cannot. going, right? Right. You can't no. go. You can't. You not can't keep going on like this, no. going trillions of dollars on 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 debt on top of debt. We're at thirty one or thirty two or whatever it is now. Uh, I was talking to the economist I know, Ed Vitagliano, <laughs> the other day. Very astute guy. When you sit down in his office, uh, as he sips between diet, his diet coke, yeah. and he will tell you that there's that the paying the interest on the debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal government is eventually going to catch up. Oh, sure. Yes. With, y'all know this already? Mm-hmm. It's scary. Well, yeah. it, Billions it, of dollars. Ed, I thought it was big news Ed was telling me this. I'm going to tell him. Everybody knows this. <laughs> you're, you're not really an economist you think you are. <laughs> uh, no, but but what's going to happen is, the, the, right, the, the, you're going to have to have, pay the interest on mm-hmm. the trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep going to 40, 50 yes. trillion? Mm-hmm. The day of reckoning, the doomsday, will be the day, right, that we can't pay that interest anymore. And then I don't know, I don't know, who knows what will happen. Probably the Great Depression all over again. Right. Well, we've been saying, Tim, we've been saying for years that that the day of reckoning is coming. And it's close. It's it's kind of like the second coming. It's closer now than it's ever been, right? Right, right. The second coming is certain, but I do think a day of reckoning is – Certain from an economic point of view, you can't just print money. <laughs> right. You just can't do that. Endlessly. Yes. Endlessly. Yeah, the history of that is that uh, you, your, your economy collapses. The other thing that we have to remember, what has happened is that the rate of spending trillions of dollars has picked up since Joe Biden became president. They took advantage of the economic stresses during covid and they keep dumping more money, more money, which is what's causing the recession right now. So much money has gone out there in the right. economy right. that the Feds are saying we got to keep in, uh, we got to keep raising interest rates to slow down the spending. We got to do something about that. Uh, so that's why I say the the rate of spending trillions of dollars has picked up. So we're already in a recession, and we're not sure when we're going to get out of this, unless. You know, unless the United States of America can defy basic economics, you know, maybe we just reach that point and we tell the world, get lost. We ain't paying it. Well, the, prob- <laughs> the, the problem is, do you know where we're borrowing money from? We're borrowing from pension funds, from union pension funds. Okay. What happens if you default? People don't get their pension. That's what I'm talking about. Then you enter into the uh, the um, 
uh, the Great Depression? Yes. The great, be the Great Depression number two. Yeah, this is serious stuff. I'm just glad we're talking about it because as somebody who is tapped by Fred often to cover these kinds of issues, they're not the most exciting issues. They involve a lot of math. Sometimes people tune it out. But you need to be concerned because today's debt is tomorrow's nightmare, basically. Yes, it is. That's a country song. I'm going to write it during the break. <laughs> stick stick you're, around. You're on to something right there, Chris. What did you say? Today's Today, debt is tomorrow's, tomorrow's nightmare. nightmare. Mm-hmm. Baby. It's the same reason people baby. tell you to pay your credit card yeah. in full every month. and not well, you got to throw a baby in there. Oh, God, it's right. A honey bun or something. To <laughs> Put a pickup there. truck in there. Yes. A dog. A dog. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll, we'll return momentarily with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Stay with us. By now, you know that Sandy Rios has stepped away from the morning show. But don't despair. Sandy is shifting her talents to podcasting. She'll still be a part of AFR. And now she won't need to wake up hours before the sun to keep us informed and encouraged every day. On the podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, you can enjoy the knowledge, insight, and interviews you've always loved on Sandy's Morning Show. Sandy Rios 24-7, beginning the week of January 9th on AFR.net. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, we're going to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, in June and September of 2023. And we're going to have a wonderful time seeing Washington and seeing Mount Vernon, the home of George Washington. We're going to go there on the Saturday. We're there. Everywhere we go, Stephen McDowell will be giving us a talk on the Christian heritage of America. And that's very important, and it's lost in much of our popular culture today. But Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is a dear brother and has been going with me on these tours for many, many years. I just wouldn't do it without him. He is just an invaluable source, if you will, of information. So we're going to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and George Washington's Mount Vernon. And then we're also going to Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. If you want to go with us, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. We were taught to excel, but in Fairfax County, Virginia, students there are being instructed to be mediocre. Equal outcomes for every student without exceptions. That's the school district's motto. At Thomas Jefferson High School, educators withheld prestigious National Merit Awards to avoid hurting the feelings of other students. When kids finally received their notifications, the application deadlines for some scholarships had already passed. Governor Glenn Youngkin has ordered an investigation. He said it appears to be an egregious, deliberate attempt to disadvantage high-performing students at one of the best schools in the nation. He also said it could be a violation of the Human Rights Act. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what the dumbing down of America looks like. I'm Todd Stearns. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Hey, if you want to send us an email, comments at AFR.net is the address, comments at AFR.net. If you want to watch this show or other programs uh, on our live video stream, you can just go to uh, streaming.afa.net, streaming, not screaming now, streaming.afa.net. We have a service we started a few months ago. It's a live video streaming service for all of well, a lot of our shows here on AFR and other free content that you can take advantage of there, streaming.afa.net. Of course, Facebook Live carries us, Facebook. Just type in Today's Issues, and you can see the show there, and we post the stories that we talk about on our Today's Issues Facebook page. So you can have access to the information that we use to talk about. I'm Tim with Fred and Chris, and we're in Tupelo and raised in Kansas City. See, uh, and uh, raised in Kansas City, and uh, we we're thankful that you're joining us wherever you may be across our great country, the United States of America. Well, joining us right now is Brandon Showalter. Brandon is a journalist and podcaster with the Christian Post. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Where are you? Based in Washington, D.C. Well, listen, uh, thanks for joining us. You work for the Christian Post, which is a uh, a news agency, uh, right? That's correct. All right. Uh Listen, feel free to say more than three words at a time. We we don't have okay. a you no know, we we you know we have a hundred word limit, but uh, you can oh. you, know, you just said okay, which again is under three words. Uh, okay. uh, that laugh was under three words too. But I'll stop right yeah. there, Brandon. I want to annoy you, uh, Brandon. Uh, you work for the Christian Post. I was reading yesterday. I guess it was you guys um, at the Christian Post. Uh, what a year ago, uh, a couple years ago, you were banned by Twitter. Is that right? Nine months, March nine, of last year. Nine months ago, we were frozen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, tell nine us. A, t- uh, there's there's a happy ending to this, but tell us what happened there. Yes. Well, one of our reporters reported on, uh, I believe it was USA Today, which had labeled Rachel Richard. His real name is Richard, but Rachel Levine, the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, um, as of women of the year, but Rachel Levine is male, and we at the Christian Post refuse to lie about biological sex, and so we tweeted that Rachel Levine is actually a man, and because of that, Twitter froze our account under its hateful conduct policy, but we refused to retract the truth that, indeed, this male politician is indeed a man, and right at the end of 2022, thanks to those who went to bat for us and to Elon Musk, our account was reinstated. Uh, when we were first frozen, I ended up writing a, an op-ed that was placed in the Daily Wire about why we at the Christian Post refused to back down about this. 
But the main reason is is that journalists should not lie, and it is a lie to call a man who claims to be a woman a woman because sex cannot be changed. You know, it's interesting, Brandon. Uh, we have the Democratic Party and the liberals. They, they, they say we should follow science. We should follow yeah. biology. <laughs> and the reality, <laughs> reality is, is what you did in that headline that the Christian Post put out there in March of last year. <laughs> USA Today names Rachel Levine, comma, a man, comma, among its women of the year. Uh, right. and, and according to Twitter and the Twitter bosses at that time, that was a sin. And they even called it hateful. They used the term, it I was know. flagged for possible violations of Twitter's hateful conduct policy. Since when is it hateful to declare the biology, the real biology of an individual, uh, and just because it goes against the politically correct narrative out there? It really is just a fascinating and horrifying phenomenon when you consider the institutional capture of our communications apparatus, specifically big tech and a platform that is as influential as Twitter is. Some people just say, oh, Twitter, that's just a sewer. Well, you've got to understand that this shapes journalism. This shapes public discourse in a hugely important way. And it's a vital source for especially journalists like me to get tips and to communicate with the public. And so it's a big deal. Um, it, 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 language shapes thought, and we are a stickler for language because, and as you say, it is a scientific truth. Um, we are under an ethical obligation as journalists, and we said this in our tweet thread when we were allowed back on, to report the truth. And, uh, you know, opinion and narrative is one thing, but when you obscure the material reality of sex with a dogma that untethers us from uh, the material world, that's just not a that's just not a compromise we are willing to make because uh the gender politically correct lingo eclipses the truth and we just can't override the truth with uh newfangled lingo and dogma we just won't do that uh and beyond the scientific truth of it we're going to ride or die with genesis 127 here at the christian post we're made male and female in God's image, and from that we will not budge. Amen. Hey, Brandon, it's uh, Chris here. You and I are about uh, the same age. Uh, what is your advice, or um, you know, what would you tell a young journalist out there uh, who you know wants to get ahead in the uh, the journalism world? Um, but you know, depending on where he or she may be getting job offers, you know, he might have to use terms that uh, he doesn't agree with. It really is an epistemological crisis, because if you lie about something so obvious, I'm going to assume people are going to lie about everything. And so I think that if journalists don't want to be forced to lie, and we truly are living in Orwellian times, the best way to go about it is not to try and accept any job offers from a mainstream network, because they are ruthlessly committed to this insanity. These are very sobering times, and I don't think people realize the extent to which public trust has been undermined due to the capture of media organizations, the, f the fact that people are willing to go along with, you know, believing lies about something so basic. I mean, I've, I've, I've often wondered, you know, are, are pe if, if people are willing to lie about biology, they're certainly going to be able to lie about more complex scientific fields like epidemiology and immunology. If they can undermine your trust in something that is as foundational and immutable as biological sex, well, what aren't they lying to you about? So I would say be a journalist, but start your own stub sack 
or work for a publication that doesn't require you to lie about the material reality of sex. For me, that's just a deal breaker. But I won't lie. These are very hard times. And I'm mm-hmm. just very thankful to be a journalist with the Christian Post who refuses to kowtow to all this madness. Outstanding comments there, Brandon. And we applaud the Christian Post. Uh, and we applaud you, uh, too, uh, personally. We appreciate you being on with us uh, this morning. How can people read your stuff? Well, all of our um, print journalism is at ChristianPost.com. And if I may, while I'm at it, I'll just say that if people want to go in more depth with these gender ideology issues, and I think it's a civilizational fight that we're in over this, it's a big deal, I would strongly urge them to check out our very recent uh, documentary-style investigative podcast series called Generation Indoctrination Inside the Transgender Battle. That's on Spotify and all of your podcast platforms. It's on our website at the Christian Post. And I would also point them to a brand new documentary film that was just released right before Christmas called Dead Name. It's It's an intimate portrait of families that have been ripped apart by gender ideology. It gives people a glimpse in what the family suffering um, is like. Uh, filmmaker Taylor Reese did a fantastic job. I've got a review of it up there at Christian Post. Um, we make such a big deal about language and ideas because they have consequences, and I think the human cost needs to be seen more. And this film called Dead Name, which is available now on Vimeo, um, Broken Hearted Films, uh, is very much worth checking out, but I was honored to be a part of that film as well. Christian Post makes an appearance. Um, but yeah, we, as I said before, we won't be budging on this. This is yeah. this matters deeply to us. It matters for the gospel. It matters for truth. It, this is very, very important. Well, Brandon, uh, again, we applaud you uh, and uh, the Christian Post, brother, and for standing firm and strong for truth and for, for factual data. Mm-hmm. When, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh we, uh, we we look forward to talking to you again sometime real soon, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you. And one, just one final note. I'll say you'd be surprised that a lot of non-Christians and atheists are now reading the Christian Post because they can't stand the gender gaslighting in the mainstream press. So yeah. telling the truth really is worth it. Amen. 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 Take care. Thank yeah. you, Brandon. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, hey. Brandon never leaves the Christian Post. We got a place for him right here, don't we, Fred? That that is right. <laughs> you know, and, and to your point, here here's how dedicated the mainstream media is to this left wing ideology. You take network, you know, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC. They are they are swimming in red ink. CNN, all of those, they are so dedicated to the ideology. And then look at Fox. You look Fox, at Fox is too. Uh, yep. for, uh, Fox yes. is Fox is. Uh, I, I enjoy a lot of what Fox does. Fox News, I right? Wanna, and um, <clears throat> I don't watch them every day, all day, like some people do. But but uh, but uh, I appreciate what they've been able to do. They 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 provide a lot of balance balance to the news. However, on the transgender thing, mm-hmm. they have uh, Bruce Jenner on there. I know on a dress and makeup, and they call him Caitlyn. Oh know. yeah, and her and she and everything uh, else. I know, and I agree with. A lot of what Bruce Jenner says, but I'm going, dude. Yeah, you're not a woman. No, you're a, you're a man, and we keep calling you. Anyway, yeah. uh, go ahead. No, what I was saying is CNN is so dedicated. For an example, CNN is so dedicated to the left wing ideology, they're willing to lose money. They just laid off some of their 
long-term employees mm-hmm. yeah. rather than try to be balanced at least. They, yeah. they, could, they could start bringing in revenue if they tried to be balanced. Yes, I think CNN is going to try to change, whether they're successful or not or not. The new guy who's in charge of CNN, yes. he's fired a lot of the lefties. Yes. And he said, we're going to go back to being a news organization, not a uh, voice of the uh, progressive left. That now, hasn't started yet. Okay. I, I get to watch a bit of CNN when I go to the exercise place where I go. Right. And do you, you're not going to believe this. Last night... They were still dealing with January 6th. They actually did an interview. Talk with about one, milking it to the udders dry. <laughs> we're now night. two years. Two years ago, this event occurred. They were doing features on January 6th of 2021. Yeah. Five years from now, we're still going to be talking about COVID-19 and J6. Yeah, there's just so much more to explore about January 6th, isn't there? <laughs> Huh? We ought uh, to have a commission. I mean, if that doesn't draw <laughs> right, in right. viewers, I don't know what what, what will. Oh, dear. All right. You're listening to today's issues. Hey, before we jump in uh, to the uh, some more news stories, Ray, how's the uh, Bible reading, daily Bible reading uh, coming along as of January the 5th? Well, as of today, we have gone through Genesis uh, 16, 17, and 18. So we've gotten through 18 chapters of the book of Genesis, and today, you know, was, uh, 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 and I, you know, the story, the birth of Ishmael and the circumcision of Abraham, and then then the, uh, how many righteous people are there in Sodom, if they're 50, if they're 40, if <laughs> yes. they're 30, and Abraham got him, got God down to 10, and uh, there weren't even 10 left. So we got a long way to go, Tim, long way, but hundreds of people, and I got to thank you for mentioning this on the air, because Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people who are AFR listeners have come to keepbelieving.com and joined us in the morning. And by God's grace, we're going to keep on going. Uh, now, well, you t- tell our listeners who don't know what the plan is now. Yeah, I, I have felt in my heart, I, as strongly, Tim, as I've ever felt anything, I've, as strongly, as deeply as I've ever felt anything, that I needed to read through the Bible this year and do it out loud do it online, go from Genesis to Revelation. And um, it's so, I almost feel like if people want to join me, that's great. If they don't, that's okay too. I got to do what God wants me to do. It's, I think maybe, you know, I'm the oldest one here of this group. I'm, in fact, these days I'm the oldest one of most groups. I mean, <laughs> I've lived that long. And, you know, you turn 70, as I did in, in September, I'm thinking a lot about my legacy. And for my kids and grandkids, I want them to know that uh, I did. I was. I tried to be a man of the Word, and I believe the Bible is the Word of God. And I'm reading it out loud, and I'm posting it on Facebook and on YouTube and got a Rumble platform and on KeepBelieving.com so that however long the Internet lasts, after I'm dead and gone, there'll be a record here. They can go back and listen, and just to me reading the Bible. And if you want to join us, we post the videos every morning, uh, 7 a.m. Central Time at Keep Believing. Now, uh, I, I haven't participated yet, uh, which means, uh, but I, the, the, you know, the, what's the, what's the Bible saying? The uh, spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. I do understand that. Uh, but, but, but I did want to, uh, now I believe in reading the Bible daily. Don't misunderstand 100%, 100%. me. Absolutely. If you're a believer and you're a follower of Christ, you've got to be in the word of God, right? you know, on a daily basis and in prayer and in fellowship. Those things are critical to your spiritual health. 
uh, what, what, what Ray's doing is Ray is uh, every day reading through the Bible, and, and, and the goal is to get through by December 31st of the end of the year, having read the whole Bible out loud. In, on the now, are you, are you, uh, can I, if I wanted to start today, could I go listen to January 1? You got it archived? 100%. Uh, all the videos that we've done so far, archived on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, and on keepbelieving.com. So you can join anytime and listen. So we can, uh, we can actually watch you age. <laughs> you look good for 70, man. <laughs> it's only been five days, but his beard has gotten hey, grayer. I, I'm, I'm waiting on somebody to ask me if I'm Brent's grandpa. There you go. So, uh, All right. Well, anyway, uh, we a lot of people are taking advantage of that, what Ray's offering, and we encourage you to check it out. Keepbelieving.com is the, uh, is the website. All right, Christopher. Bring forth unto us the next news story. Well, this one was, uh, I had to double check yesterday when uh, the legendary Fred Jackson posted it to our website, which you can read at AFN.net. President Biden yesterday said he intends to visit the southern border next week. Southern border of Virginia? (laughs) The U.S. southern border, the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, It's going to be in connection with his meeting next week in Mexico City with the leaders of Canada and Mexico. But Biden told reporters when asked, are you going to go to the border? He said, quote, that's my intention. We're working out the details now. Um, so many people are saying, well, it's about time. Others are wondering, why Why now? Why didn't you do this in 2020, uh, 2021, and so on and so forth? Well, you mean to answer that for you? Yes. Since other people are wondering? Yes. He's not wanted to go to the border, and I seriously doubt he will this time, despite what he said yesterday. It'll be some sort of a... You know, he'll stop off at the McDonald's in Brownsville or something. I don't know what they'll do. ice cream cone. But, but he's not going to go. I, I'll be shocked, put it this way, if he goes to the border, talks to border control agents, goes and looks at the places mm-hmm. that these uh, hundreds of thousands of people are pouring into our country on a monthly basis. Well, I don't know if that's right or not, but tens of thousands. Well, probably hundreds now. Yes. Pouring into our country on a monthly basis. No, it'd be it'd be hundreds, hundreds of thousands pouring into our country. You, there, there are places you can go and you can see this happening in real time. Fox News has been reporting. Yes. If he goes there, I'll be stunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because that's – he doesn't go there because that spotlights the failure of his y'all come to America, we'll let you in and give you everything, give you what you want uh, uh, policies. Mm-hmm. So – but he so he's but he's going to meet with the Mexican president. Is that what he's doing? And the leaders of in Mexico Canada. City, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, Mexico is a uh, a big trading partner. It is with the United States. That's been for a long time. I noticed the other day my refrigerator was made in Mexico. I didn't know they made refrigerators. Hecho in Mexico. What now? Hecho in Mexico. Made in Mexico. Is that a? Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Did you just speak Spanish to I, me? See. <laughs> Did you know that, Ray? Did you know what I he was saying? I did not know. Chris, I, 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 did, I couldn't said, understand what he said. That's good. Chris said, Hecho in Mexico. I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking to make sure because I don't want to mislead people. Okay. And then you said what? C? Uh, yeah, yeah, C you means yes. That. And we Hech, got that. Hecho in Mexico does indeed mean in Spanish, made in Mexico. Okay. Well, Learn, then, and it's well, not even Friday, folks. My refrigerator was Hecho in Mexico. <laughs> was Join me tomorrow on Trivia Friday, and I'll teach you French. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, we uh, we are a big trading partner. The United States is with uh, 
Mexico, also with Canada, you know, uh, the North American mm-hmm. Free Trade Agreement, right, NAFTA. Is that still around? Well, uh, in some tr- form Trump, or fashion? Trump modified it. Right. Trump modified it. He said the United States was not getting a good deal on that. Okay. So he changed things quite a bit. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Especially with Mexico, right? Yes. Very much so, so. anyway, uh, all right. Well, we'll see whether President. Bi- I, I don't. I don't think uh, it'll. It'll be some sort of uh, one-hour stop of so so he can say and Corrine uh, uh, Jean Pierre Jean Pierre. I'm you know I'm so tempted every time I say her name and to say something about her appearance. Because, but it's disrespectful, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, because, to me, which I'm not going to talk about this, she looks like she should be greeting you at Disney World at the ride. Uh, Are you talking about the way she she dresses? Is it's that what you mean? it's a small world after all. <laughs> if you were to walk up and say, "I want to get on the boat to go through that," she would looks like the lady who would be greeting you. But is that? I don't think that's. As someone who is I'm below not, average height, I will decline to comment. No. Oh, Ray, what are you asking me? <laughs> I have no idea. I've forgotten the question, Tim. Uh, <laughs> she just—I don't know. You know, she just looks so cute up there. You know, her hair's perfect, and and her her dress is know. perfect, and her makeup's perfect, and she just. Are you? What are you saying? She, she looks, looks too. Per- she, she looks too perfect to be she, a press. Yes, yeah, she looks like a doll. Is what okay. I'm saying, All which right. I, which is a compliment. Okay, I'm okay. not a small doll, huh? A small doll. A small. It's a small world after all. I just could see her greeting you, saying, uh, "Get on the boat." All right, I digress, and I digressed about three feet in the ground right there. Uh, Christopher, yes. What were you talking about? Oh, well, I was going to move on to another topic. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, U-Haul, every year, around about this time, they put out some information. U-Haul looks at the amount of uh, one-way U-Haul trucks, uh, and and they try to determine whether or not your One-way U-Haul trucks. Mm-hmm, like you rent one for one way, and then you drop it off somewhere. Gotcha. Whatnot. Okay. So uh, U-Haul does this to try to determine which states are growing and which states are losing people. And this may come as no surprise to many of our listeners. But according to U-Haul's growth index for 2023, uh, states like Texas, Florida, South Carolina, Virginia were growing last year. Even Mississippi moved up a little bit, our home state here in Mississippi. Uh, And mostly liberal states, if not all liberal states, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Michigan, Illinois, and California were at the very bottom of the list. I do have some reaction. It's from an economist named Jonathan Williams with the American Legislative Exchange Council. He was not surprised to hear states like Texas and Florida are growing, whereas uh, Illinois and California are not. Clip four. This is uh, what we've been seeing for now 15 years in our rich states, poor states report that shows that Americans continue to vote with their feet against big government policies that include high taxes and big government regulations and are looking for more freedom. And so it's not surprising whatsoever when you see surveys like these that reiterate that fact and reinforce that fact once again that Texas and Florida and states without income taxes especially are some of the fastest growing states in America and they're places people want to pick up and, and move and they're places that are people having great job opportunities where perhaps they were losing jobs or underemployed in other states. That will be an interesting situation should Newsom try to run for president in a couple of years. 
um, somebody is going to point out they've been losing a lot of people because of his policies. America doesn't need him, that kind of thing. Right. Oh, I want to know, do you, do you have the survey in front of you? I do. Uh, how are we doing in Kansas? Uh, you are probably in the middle. 39, somewhere. which is up from 40 last year. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, we're not we're not down at the bottom with the well, deep blue states. No, sir. Well, okay, I'll tell good. you what. Allison, my wife, you know, she says uh, when we when we travel, we meet people from parts of the country where costs are so much more than where we live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially housing. Yes. I'm just stunned. Ray, I don't know what the housing market is there. Probably high, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, you can. You can get a twenty five hundred square foot home where we live in the Tupelo area for what would you say, Fred? Uh two fifty to three fifty. Two fifty to three fifty. Mm-hmm. That's that's about where it is. Mm-hmm. You put that in probably Kansas City, it's probably gonna be five hundred grand, isn't it, Ray? Right. And you and you go out to the west coast, it's unreachable. It's gonna oh. be seven fifty. At, oh, least, at least, at least, no, a million, maybe, um, no, it'll be a million dollars, million and up, right? Yeah, for, for a lot of places, mm-hmm. I know, because yeah. we, we, Alice and I, we watch this HGTV channel some, and they'll, <coughs> they'll show some dump, mm-hmm. yeah, in California, and they're going, well, we're we, we're going to put in a, a nine hundred thousand dollar bid for, for the, it looks like a dog kennel, <laughs> to me, I'm going, who who would pay that yeah. for that kind of? But I guess they're used to it in a lot of parts of the country. Anyway, she says to me. We need to tell people uh, that they don't want to move here. <laughs> so you, uh, that way, mm-hmm. you know, people don't want to move, move to Drive up uh, demand to where we live here mm-hmm. because we don't want the housing market to go up, right? Yeah. So she says, tell them we're still barefoot <laughs> and we don't have indoor plumbing. <laughs> okay, just tell people who want to move here we don't have indoor plumbing yet. And and still got dial up most, internet, and most people don't don't wear shoes, <laughs> and they won't even consider moving here. And the housing our housing stays reasonable. What do you there think you about go. that plan, Fred? <laughs> that works. Okay. That okay. might be fact checked, Tim. Well, you know, a lot of people think we in Mississippi don't. I know don't Hollywood wear, don't wear shoes. Mm. All right, uh, we'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.